Hey, welcome to the Learning Little Lessons podcast. I'm Trudy Shar, and this is where we chat about the little lessons God is teaching us to fill up on Him so that we can pour out to those around us, all while pointing it back to Jesus. I am glad you're here, and let's dig in. So, hey, friends, today I'm excited to have a writing friend joining me on the podcast. We met through a writing class, Compel, and I was so intrigued by her publishing story. And though I'm sure her and I could talk for hours about writing and publishing, I figured you'd rather hear about another passion of hers, the elderly. So my friend Isabel is passionate about the elderly, and I can't wait to have you hear what she's going to teach us today. So first of all, welcome, Isabel. Such an honor to have you here. Can I tell my friends about yourself? Yeah, sure. Well, most people call me Belle. I guess my official name is Isabel, my author name. Um, (laughs) But I'm, I guess I would consider if I was just going to tell you real quick, I am a mom of three young kids. I'm a wife. Um, I'm Asian American. I, I love a lot of things. So Mm -hmm. I um, really have a passion for serving the older adult population. But I also love kids. I love having fun. I love going outdoors. Um, mm-hmm. I'm passionate about fitness. I love secondhand stuff. It's just everything, a lot of random things. So Great. So intriguing. <laughs> so the elderly, why are you so passionate about them? And what has caused you like to become passionate about them? Okay. So I'll try not to talk off your ear because <laughs> I obviously wrote an entire book about this, so I could talk forever and ever. Um, I guess just to start, I grew up, um, it's, you know, I grew up in a household with my grandparents. So I'm Chinese and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. um, not uncommon to grow up living with your grandparents. But I think for me, the odd thing was that literally when I was born, my grandparents were there Mm -hmm. and um, I lived with them all the way up until the day before I got married. Wow. <laughs> and then, um, and I think it's because my grandparents lived so long that basically oh. we kind of grew older together. So from zero all the way till 27 is when my grandpa passed away. He was 98. And then wow. my grandma passed away when I was 35. So I basically, um, when I was born, there were 68 and 71. And that, wow. they were like in the beginning of their older adulthood. And then when they passed, they were 98 and 102. So I kind of um, was an observer and I also, you know, kind of became like a caregiver too along the process. And I just, um, I wasn't always passionate about older adults. Um, but <laughs> when I graduated from college, the first job I got out of college was working at a retirement community and um, I kind of got hooked. And that has been, you know, it's a career now where I've just, only ever worked in a career, you know, in a, a job serving mm-hmm. older adults. So um, that experience where I got to meet other older adults, not just mm-hmm. like your grandparents, I think mm-hmm. that's where most people are at. They meet their grandparents, maybe their parents as they're aging. Um, but I got to see and observe and learn from like probably hundreds of other um elders and really just got to see a lot of different things, um, and learn from them. So, wow. yeah, I think that's kind of how it started. Well, that's how, how it came to be the short story. Yeah. Wow. It's not really something you see every day. 
anymore. No, no, it's a unique, I, I've always been told that it's unique to have mm-hmm. somebody young working and serving um, mm-hmm. older adults, but mm-hmm. I think it's even more unique to have somebody passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, just God gave me that story where um, I not only lived and not only worked serving older adults, but um, the way that it happened is that as every job that I had, I worked in a job in independent living, which is when, you know, seniors are the healthiest to assisted living to skilled nursing. And then my last job was in hospice care and end of life care. And so it kind of started with the healthiest to the most frail and, you know, sickest. Um, and every point along that journey, like every position I had, Mm -hmm. it matched how my grandparents and my family Mm -hmm. were doing like health wise. So, you know, when they were, healthy and my grandpa was walking six days a week outside for over an hour. I was doing senior fitness, um, Mm -hmm. all the way to when I was working in hospice care. Like I had to, I had to see my grandparents name on the list on the census for hospice, you know, so just recognizing those symptoms. And so it it made me pay a lot more attention. My job wasn't just like my job. Um, this was like, I need to learn this and, um, so that I can help my family, Mm -hmm. um, and really bless them during this time. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So why is it important for us to lean in and hear what the elderly have to say? Um, again, that's like a fully loaded question <laughs> that you're giving me. Um, so I guess I'll rephrase it and I'll say that, like, I don't think we just need to hear what they have to say, but I think we can learn from them, even, even if they don't say a word, even if they're frail and nearing the end of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, first of all, like, I'll just, you know, in Job 12, 12, it says like wisdom is with the age and understanding in length of days. So I think, um, the obvious answer that everybody knows is that older adults have wisdom. And so we can like listen to the wisdom that they have to share. Um, but I think we can learn from watching them. So, well, in the fitness center where I used to work, um, basically because I was interacting with so many older adults, I got to see the end result, like, Um, what happens when you exercise and stay fit or take care of yourself throughout your life or, um, you know, so I would see um, a lot of the residents coming in and I noticed that the ones who, you know, really looked great and they were Mm -hmm. like in their nineties, it was because they had always, um, you know, exercised throughout their life and, you know, uh, taking care of their health. Um, And then I would see, people who are like in their seventies and I, and I don't mean to sound rude, but like they didn't look good. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really because throughout their lives, they didn't really, um, health wise, they didn't care for their health. You know, they Mm -hmm. either didn't eat healthy or they smoked a lot. They Mm -hmm. didn't regularly exercise and hadn't incorporated that into, um, you know, their daily routine. And so like, I just kind of got to see the end result. I think one of the funniest, like a fun story, but it was so true is, um, one of the residents, I guess I'll call him Bob, but, um, Mm -hmm. I remember I found out that he had owned him and his wife had owned a high end shoe store for women. And for me, like, I'm always trying to, I always find an outfit 
And the hardest thing for me is to find shoes to wear with it. And I always kind of, um, I always feel like if you wear heels, it makes everything look better. But the problem is I've strange feet and like nothing's comfortable. (laughs) So I remember asking him and being like, what, you know, what, can you tell me what are the best and most comfortable shoes since Mm -hmm. he had this, Mm -hmm. all this experience, like they own this high-end shoe store. And I remember he said, none of them. And basically went on to tell me how his wife you know, her knees were ruined. He is like, oh. and now she has had to have like knee replacements and blah, blah, blah. Oh. And she's just in pain. And from so that kind of gave from wearing heels her entire life. And yeah. so like now that gives you kind of like <laughs> just by watching, right? Yes. Like, yes. It, it, it gives you a long-term perspective on mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that. Cause honestly, I wish I could wear heels with every outfit that I wore. Mm-hmm. It would make me look so much more put together, but mm-hmm about the long-term effects of, you know, just a small decision like that. I'm like, I am not so envious anymore. Um, And I am totally fine with my flats and sneakers and whatever, you know? Um, So that's just like kind of like a silly example, but true example of that. Just leaning in, Um, listening and seeing what they've already learned. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think in terms of the part about wisdom, like, um, you know, I had, I shared the verse from Job twelve twelve how it said, um, you know, wisdom was with the age and understanding it in mm-hmm. length of days. And I think, you know, like in our time of life, like I'm a mom, you're a mom, mm-hmm. or you know, just in your younger years, mm-hmm. I think you always hear everything about slowing down mm-hmm. and how important that is, and how important reflection is, mm-hmm. and it's so hard for us to incorporate <laughs> it into our lives, right? Right. Like it just <laughs> seems so impossible. But if you think about older people, they are almost kind of, as their body is physically declining, Mm -hmm. um, they're kind of forced into a time of reflection Mm -hmm. and they're forced to slow down. And the part about their body declining is not fun, but I feel like this is where God um, has put so much value in, in he's he's given them so much value. Mm -hmm. And this is why I think they're so important to society because they are reflecting over their life's past, they're reflecting over things, not just like by going out on a walk, mm-hmm. like I told you I went out on right. a walk just to like slow down and reflect. So I don't go crazy, yeah. <laughs> but you know, they're, they're reflecting over days, hours, mm-hmm. years about certain things. And they can kind of see this like perspective um, and like ruminate and think about mm-hmm. these things. Kind of a whole picture where perspective, we can't. Right? Yeah. And so I feel like it's not that they're perfect, um, but I think we can really, when we ask them for like advice, Mm -hmm. I think they can give us, it's, it's like a, a a sound um, or their advice could be really grounded. Mm -hmm. It's not just like Mm -hmm. a flippant response, like, oh, you shouldn't do this. You know, they have probably thought about a lot of things or they've lived through a lot of things. And I think we should really take that to heart. Like I, yeah, that's something I've learned. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So what advice would you give to the woman who has no elderly grandparents living and really doesn't have any connections with these, mm-hmm. with this age group? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, I guess I'll just start off, you know, my grandparents have both passed away. Mm-hmm. So I'm in that state right now. And um, where I where I actually wish that I had my grandparents still mm-hmm. around or older people mm-hmm. around. Um, I think, you know, even if you don't have relatives who are older, 
your parents are getting older. Um, The people around you are getting older. Um, And sometimes we can't see that they're aging or maybe, you know, maybe they're not using a walker. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be in a wheelchair or they're not in a, you know, assisted living. They're, they're not like old, old. but as somebody hits, I would say you could ask anybody in their Mm sixties, seventies, they'll probably tell you that they're, they can feel their body, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, like aging. And so I think there are ways that we can serve people, um, just by talking to them and learning about their needs. And it may just be as simple as, helping them with their yard, you know, the yard work they have to do yeah. or, um, you know, driving them somewhere cause their vision is not as good. Um, and, and I think just the reality of it, if, if you just look at the statistics, um, in the United States alone, and this is happening in the rest of the world, but the number of older adults is rapidly increasing. So you may not feel like you are around, you know, the elderly now, but just, just wait. And actually you probably are. If you go to the store, if you look in your neighborhood, if you go to your faith community, like there are a lot more older adults around right now. I think it was 2018. It was about 52 million older adults. And then in 2040, it's already going to be 82 million. So it's like, this is the new, this is something that if you look in the news, people are talking about aging because people are living longer. um, Whereas before people would die sooner. So now people are living into their eighties, nineties, you know? Um, So even if they weren't around your, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. your, your dinner table Mm -hmm. during the holidays before just wait. You're going to, you're going to be a caregiver soon. Uh Um, and it's important to think about it, not just think about it and see what you can do, but to value them. Because, um, if you don't value the older people around you, that affects the way that you're going to treat them. Mm -hmm. And not only is that going to make it worse on them, Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be harder for them because they're going to feel like a burden. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it harder for us. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think God has actually put older people in society for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, so again, like I'm just talking on and on. <laughs> just to like insert into that, like yeah. how we treat them is how our kids are seeing us treat them. Exactly. Like, and I think that's our kids. Yeah, I think that's key. <laughs> our kids are going to be well, the ones you know taking what? care of us. So yes. they're watching us take care of our parents and our grandparents. Yeah. So I think um, that's key. And one of the reasons like people would often tell my parents or my family like, oh, wow, it's so nice that we see like in your family, the grandchildren are taking such good care mm-hmm. of your grandparents. Mm-hmm. And really like my answer to that is it's because I saw my parents mm-hmm. doing that. You know, I don't think it was easy for them to have my grandparents living with yeah. them. Um, you know, bringing in another set of adults or anybody into your family is not easy. And I kind of got to see the good and bad of it, but my, my parents did it. Mm -hmm. Um, and they set an example for us. And I think even, I think that is a comfort when, um, when you are dealing with, let's say a difficult parent, Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't mean that you have to live with them, but I think we need to just intentionally serve Mm -hmm. them because, um, you know, first because they're our parents, but also because yes, your kids are watching and we we shouldn't be surprised later on if they're, you know, if our kids aren't paying attention, if we haven't done it ourselves. So, okay. So I'll go into the next question. Um, so what would you say to the woman who is older? 
how can they pour into the younger children, younger people? I mean, we're all going to be there before we know it, probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really, um, I feel like the older people in our society, like sometimes if you see them at the store or outside, you see that like a lot, most of them are more reserved. Like you can kind of see it in their eyes. Um, they're not stealing the attention or anything like that. And, um, the thing that I've noticed is I think they just need to be reminded that, um, God has them here for a reason. And I think we need to remind them that, uh, we love them, that they're special, um, and so I would say, you know, God has a reason if, if you're older, God has a reason for having you here. And just because you're older, it does not mean that, um, you're not effective and that God cannot use you. And so I'm just going to share like a couple examples in my Bible study, um, that I go to, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, we've been studying Moses and like, I think Moses was in his eighties when he was, um, leading the Israelites, um, out of Egypt. He was 80. So, I mean, and he was just so strong, right. right. Um, and, and God used him to do so much. Mm -hmm. Um, he was like a powerful force. And so oftentimes we're like, Oh, I'm old. I'm 80, you know, but when I'm 80, like I need to, I'm going to have to remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, my grandma, she was 102 when she passed and I have a chapter in my book, like about her in her, I call it this, her sitting years. And it was in the years where she was not moving. Mm -hmm. She was just sitting in her chair all day. Mm -hmm. But that was the time where I say that she was a hall of famer in our wow. book. Cause she had so much impact, especially on her great grandchildren mm -hmm. in just being there. So I think, um, you know, I have a friend, Clara, who I worked with when she was in her nineties. Wow. Now she's 103. Wow. And let me just tell you about her. She lives. Um, she, I talked to her, interviewed her for my book and she was, had just come out of the hospital every day. She cuts coupons wow. to, um, for this, um, organization that sends them overseas to military families. She, wow. um, three times a week she visits, she lives in a retirement community. So she walks to the assisted living. She's 103 to visit residents there who are in assisted living or who have gone to rehab because they've come back from the hospital. Mm -hmm. She goes there to encourage them wow. at dinner time and to say hello to them. This is three times a week. Wow. She could totally get away with doing nothing. Um, she doesn't just do that. She writes notes, you know, um, she does this program called love notes and she writes wow. notes to, um, residents who have just moved to assisted living. Cause she knows how hard yeah. it is. Um, her kids are in their eighties. <laughs> um, and so she, but she's this powerhouse wow. and she like literally a few, you know, I think it was like a, a year ago. I don't, I don't know if she's still able to walk this much. Um, but she was walking, like she would try to walk a mile every day. Um, and she basically was like, you, you know, you have to keep moving. Mm -hmm. And, um, she's her, she's always just trying to help people. Wow. Um, so a God, I think, you know, God really has a reason for having older adults in our society. I think just the issue is that, um, right now is one of the reasons why I wrote my book is to help us to realize that we have a gift in society like here and we need to make use of it and not miss out on that. Wow. So. Wow. And then your book. So tell, tell my listeners about your book, how they can connect with you. And of course okay. when it's coming out, because it's not out yet. 
No, it's not out yet. It's coming out really soon, March 2nd, wow. 2020. I'm really excited about it. Um, the book is called The Value of Wrinkles, A Young Perspective on How Loving the Old Will Change Your Life. And I have written it really with like the grandchildren in mind and uh, younger adult children. Um, it's really meant to be like a guidebook, but also um, a guidebook because I think a lot of times we care about the older people in our life, um, but we don't know how Mm -hmm. to serve them or how to bless Mm -hmm. them. And um, because I have that professional and personal experience, Mm -hmm. like I share a lot of stories from that um, to try to help um, give readers like a a inside perspective Mm -hmm. of things I saw, like why it's important Mm -hmm. um, and how it really, um, how our job is really to give the, you know, our grandparents, our parents, older adults in our lives, uh, a proper send off, Mm -hmm. a good send off. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's just like a noble calling. We think about Mm -hmm. going overseas to help the poor, Mm -hmm. you know, we think about refugees, the homeless, all of that. But like here in our neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. we have, and we, in our own families, I think it's a, there's a reason they're in our families. We have, our grandparents, our parents, our uncles, our aunts, whomever, um, they don't even have to be blood related, but they're there. Mm -hmm. And we have this huge opportunity to bless them. Mm -hmm. I think as adults, you know, there are a lot of us who are grandchildren who are adults. Mm -hmm. We are so, Mm -hmm. we don't think of ourselves as the caregiver. We think of our parents as a primary caregiver, but like, I think it's time for like grandchildren to rise Mm -hmm. and just kind of like start a revolution where we take an active role Mm -hmm. in just blessing our grandparents and just, um, reminding them, I think they need such reminders to know um, how valuable they are, um, not just in our sight, but in God's sight. So, oh, and you can find out more about, you know, you can follow me on my blog. It's isabeltom.com. Um, my last name is T-O-M. So isabeltom.com. Um, the book is available on Amazon, on uh, Barnes and Noble and christianbooks.com. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram, Isabel C. Tom, and on Facebook as well. So Awesome. And I'll put links in the show notes. Well, yeah, thank you so... so much for being on today. And I can't wait for my listeners to hear what you have to teach us. I learned a lot. Yeah. Sure they, they thank you too. so much. Yeah. It was such an honor yeah. and so much fun. It was, <laughs> yes. I hope you guys enjoyed that visit just as much as I did. And be sure to go check out her book and her website and connect with her on Instagram. Like I said, like she said in the podcast, her book is coming out in March. You can pre-order it on Amazon. Um, If you have elderly grandparents or elderly parents that you're taking care of, the book is going to be just what you need. So make sure you grab a copy. I put links to her website and places where you connect can connect with her and her book, the link to her book in the show notes so that you guys can easily find her. Have a great week.